ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hello and welcome to the Bastards of Babylon podcast, episode two. So uh, we've done this once before, we're coming to you again. They didn't cancel us yet, uh, Longhorn, that's a hell of an achievement already after the uh, mm. first episode, so uh, I guess we get to share our thoughts, uh, you know, on what's going on in the world again tonight, so uh, how you doing, buddy? Well, how I'm doing is a whole different story, but they will never, ever get to cancel us. We will we'll figure out how to broadcast this out over some sort of like AM radio feed if we have to. <laughs> uh, I don't give a damn. This is this is going to continue to be a thing. Um, how I'm doing? Well, up to about 2.5 seconds ago, I've been on my deathbed for a couple of days, so um yeah i'm it's you know it's probably just a an aids flare-up but it's you know it's expected happens (laughs) magic johnson has taught us many things one is that you don't let the aids stop you just keep on rolling and smile right through it yeah you just got to kind of smile and throw money at it uh you got the covid there buddy i mean is that is the kid gonna take you down i don't know i don't go to the doctor um, Evis, I'm not, I'm not a little bitch. And every time I get the sniffles, I go to the doctor, I do what a real man does and just get a bunch of NyQuil and, um, you know, drown myself in meds and painkillers and eventually go back to work and just say, Hey guys, I'm back. It's, it's, I'm good. I don't you know. I'm, you sound, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've, sound kind of like a rapper sound, right now. That's pretty much, I think that's what they do. Well, whatever i'm uh i'm gonna power through this and uh hopefully my mind isn't um you know um slow like it feels i feel slow and lethargic right now so let's uh we're gonna find out we're gonna find out how quick the the mind we'll find is out. but we will definitely find out but do you want to tell the people about what's coming up hopefully next tuesday on the bob i better not be slow and lethargic on that day I better be just firing on all cylinders for for that interview. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, before we get to it, though, I, I just want to tell everybody that, you know, you probably should have got the COVID shot. Um, and I got some few stats of why you should have got the COVID shot, because it works obviously so well. Um, new study came out mm-hmm. today that the uh, top three states in vaccination rate are also the top three states in infection rate. So if you get the shot, you're going to get COVID. I mean, it's statistically it's true. And eight out of the 10 top states of vaccination are also in the top 10 of infection rates. And on top of that, seven out of the top 10 vaccination rate, vaccination rated states are also in the top 10 for hospitalization. So people, if you want to get sick and go to the hospital, go get your COVID shot. That's what I'm telling you. My buddy should have done that. He's sick. He should be in the hospital right now. He should have got the shot. At least then Joe Biden would like him. Uh, Kamala would probably blow him. Most likely. Mm -hmm. She'd probably blow him anyway. Who cares? But what I'm saying is, uh, obviously, you should have got the shot because, you know, you'd have got sick anyway. So why not just get it and be a good, you know, little American and uh, do do your goddamn part, you fucking piece of shit. That's my overall. Well, well, Joe Biden can definitely go to hell, but Kamala, she can call me. I'll, I'll, I'll take her call. 
I'm not going to hang up on her. I mean, that girl must be able to suck the skin off. I mean, the, the way Ooh. she's, she's literally, she's failed up in her entire career. She's never done anything good at any job she's had. And um, yet just keeps getting higher and higher posts. So I don't she's know. The she's the coach bro president. of politicians. Mm-hmm. She's the coach bro of politicians. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, <clears throat> what's more amazing was her message, her last message, that we need to – I think the consensus of it was we needed to work together. I'm not real sure. I was trying to follow along. She did say we needed to work together about 19 times in about 32 seconds. So I think <laughs> that that was her overall when was message. Was was last couple days? Do what? Was it last couple days? I think it was like – Friday or something, I don't remember, but she was, you know, yeah. she basically said that we need to work together. Like I said, about 19 times in 32 seconds, and they posted mm -hmm. on Twitter, and I was like, So is she saying that we need to work together? Or like I'm not <laughs> quite sure what her message is, even though she she does whatever her message is, you know, whether it's the passage of time that we need to work That's together. The time. She will pound mm -hmm. the shit out of whatever the you know, number one coin phrase in the speech that was written for her, she will pound the shit out of it. So much like she'll pound the shit out of that dick trying to wake her way to the top, baby. And she got all the way to the VP. So kudos, kudos to that lady. Yeah, she's doing good work except for prepping for news conferences because that's brutal listening to her ramble on through a um, prepared speech that you know or I would like to think is written better than the way that she delivers it. So, I mean, who knows? And actually, I remember we had this conversation about two weeks ago or so where she did a speech and it was all her cadence and her weird pauses and her weird deliveries that turned because, because I literally took the four or five sentences that she did and I, and I just read them as, as a normal human would read a normal paragraph and it didn't sound stupid. However, she went out there reading it like, like an, a moron and it just sounded stupid. So <laughs> now that's not always the case, but you know, like, I wonder, I wonder, you know, maybe we can do that. We'll, we'll take her like short little um, news clips and you'll read it the way she reads it the way she read it where it sounds stupid and then i'll take it and i'll read it like a normal human who has like a beyond third grade reading level and i'll be like do you see the different same words same speech completely different so yeah the passage of time is is um is how we all work together so i just wonder like how pissed off her speechwriters are like every time she gets up there and there's butchers her shit or butchers their uh, shit. Pretty pissed off. Pretty pissed off since <laughs> that's the word is that she is a fucking raging bitch and, and she complains and blames everything on everybody else for how she gets all this heat. No. And, and, you know, and they have to like, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'd imagine it's just like the shows and the TVs, you know, movies that you watch. It's, it's like they're the subordinates and they, they kind of just have to sit there and get berated by the vice president and then she leaves and they're all like uh that's what what did we do <laughs> she just can't <laughs> read <laughs> we can't make her read i don't know it's it's funny but no that that's that the word on her is that the staff hates her she's always a bitch to them and um yeah it's and the feud between her team and biden team has been well documented and Oh, man, to be a fly on the wall of the West Wing the last couple of years. Holy shit. I would imagine it's a lot like that show uh, was, uh, not the West Wing, but what was the one where uh, the guy that did all the kids, uh, Kevin um, Spacey? Oh, I remember. I know people. I don't know the show you're talking oh, House of Cards. House of Cards. There you go. Yeah. I never watched House of Cards or West Wing. Um, Probably should, but um, House of Cards was a good one. Uh, he was like the master, uh, you know, manipulator and everything you wanted to hear to your face, everything that you know, 
he sounded like so southern and just like so calming and all the time and as soon as you turned his bell he'd look at the camera like this fucking idiot like as he <laughs> broke the third wall at the time that was part of the show and it was really the best part of the show um but then it came out that he diddled kids and he's like ah wait a minute though i'm gay so you know it's cool if i'm his gay char- his character no him in real life the show got he oh, got canceled okay, yeah. off the show right for the kid diddling say, that's, thing. that's the way he is in real life yeah no it, they didn't write it that well that actually happened they didn't, have the, they didn't have the president diddling kids well, actually, at that time, he had ascended all the way to the Oval Office, and he was the fucking commander-in-chief. So a little bit scary, the way that that uh, kind of parroted real life here. Um, I don't think any of the kids that Joe Biden did are still alive to tell the story at this point. But, you know. He likes to sniff them and, and do weird God. things. Is he not the creepiest <laughs> fuck? Like, if you watch him on a press conference, like, and he'll fuck like anytime he gets close to anybody, he literally will fucking grab their hair and sniff them. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That is not normal be some, behavior. I, hey, define normal, but that there's got to be some sort of fetish there. It's got to be a fetish, some sort uh, of weird sexual thing that he's into with the smelling. I don't know, man. I like I like touch and feel. Come on, maybe man. He likes. Come on, maybe man. he likes scent. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, the way he, the way he <laughs> smells on people is so weird. That's fucking creepy, Joe. It, dude, and then like, have you ever seen like with a kid? He'll grab them by their face and like pull them in and talk to them like this. I'm like, stop touching children's faces. What is wrong with you, you crazy old bastard? Yeah, and what do you that- do in that spot? I'm, I mean, these kids. If just, you're the they parents, freeze. like if you're the parents. You're the parents too. You're sitting there and you're like, all right, that's the vice president or the president, whatever time he or or a senator, like whatever the time throughout history he's been doing this. Um, why is he grab- <laughs> Yeah. But if Joe's your neighbor, my he's kid? fucking grabbing your kids like this in the front, yo. <laughs> I think I think then you might you might uh there'd be more parent, you know, uh <laughs> like hey. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, my kid? Mm-hmm. But when That's you get they, into that Oval Office, it, things change, I guess. They do say that, like, it's funny because they've always said, like, anybody that, like, you know, all these people, you know, mad at Trump and fucking hating Trump or hating Bush or hating Biden or whoever, Obama, it doesn't matter. Everybody says, like, yeah, you can talk all that bullshit you want, but if you're standing in front of the man, you ain't going to say none of that shit because it's just like you're awestruck because you're in front of the president of the United States. Now, I don't know if I want to believe that or not. I mean, obviously, it's true for the most part, the behavior that, you know, some of these guys get away with. And oh, and Biden's not the only fuck president to do creepy shit. Let's be honest. Uh, they've all had their fucking moments, right? But I, I guess there has to be some truth to it because nobody ever in the moment, nobody says, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, nobody does that. Um, and, yeah, the hair sniffing thing is weird. But speaking of sexual fetishes, I actually watched a documentary. I don't know if you've seen this on Netflix. It's called Our Father. You seen that Mm -hmm. one yet? Mm -mm. What's that? You should watch that. So it's this old bastard up in uh, Indiana. He's still alive, by the way, um, and not in prison. And I'll get into that in a second. But basically, he was the go-to guy for fertility infertility right if you couldn't get pregnant with your wife your husband or whatever you went to see this man he got you knocked up so whether you know he had to take your eggs and take it with a donor sperm which was a lot of these cases because your husband couldn't you know produce uh, fertile sperm or for whatever reason you couldn't get your shit together uh, he took your egg took the semen said it was you know your husband's semen bam popped it in you baby came out Turns out, um, this old bastard actually was impregnating women with his own sperm. Oh, my God. And it was because, well, there's several reasons why, but one thing that obviously was, even though he didn't admit to this, though he admitted to all of it, but not this part, which you obviously know this part was true, 
when he'd put them in the, you know, get give them to the nurse or whatever, get them prepared, put the legs up in the fucking stirrups and, you know, say howdy doody the old fucking uh, down under parts, he would go into mm-hmm. his office and fucking yank his shit and come into a specimen cup and then go in there with a fresh load. I mean, he had the freshest shit. And he would uh, just suck it up in the fucking uh, whatever, the fucking booger sucker. And they go like this right there into the old fucking honey spot. And uh, he made the babies. And it actually all got uncovered from this one chick who decided to do this 23andMe thing, which I don't know, you know, I know you've heard about that shit. So mm-hmm. she wanted to find... Because her her dad was one of the infertile ones that didn't, you know. And she's like, well, I have to have a brother or, or sister out there. She's the only kid. If my if my semen came from a donor, surely, you know, they used it. So she called the clinic, like, yeah, we used uh, medical students was the donation. That's what they said. But we didn't use anybody more than three times. She's like, well, maybe then I've got one brother sister right maybe two but maybe at least one so she did the 23 and me came back she started searching and through all this you know research whatever she found out that she was actually related to the doctor and then really related really related and then it starts (laughs) building and building and building and anyway towards the end like it keeps giving a sibling count like she's sibling number one then every person they bring on that would do an interview is like sibling 14, sibling 20. Oh it got to like God. sibling 98, which is where they're at now. <sighs> still counting, by the way, still counting. This and, sick. I've, I, oh, yeah, dude, it's, it's so fucking horrendous. And then there's tapes of him because she taped conversations, phone conversations, him and her, him coming like, look, you know, I don't know why you're doing this. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're trying to get out of it. All this is going to do is break up my marriage. I've been married for 50 years. You can tell anybody you want to. It's true. But, you know, you don't have to tell the public. You don't have to tell the news. Because, you know, she's gone to the attorney general. She's fucking trying to, and nobody will listen to her, except for this one fucking lady on the news. And then eventually she gets, you know, like 15 of these people together. And he meets with all of them. He tells them, yeah, it's true. You know, He'd never said he was their dad, but he's like, it was my specimen, but there's no more than like 15 of you, and that's about it. And it turns out there's mm. like almost 100. It's still, they're still finding people. They're still fucking finding people. And so one thing was a sexual fetish, but the other thing, apparently this dude was such a, so he killed a kid accidentally, but he did kill a kid with a car when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he felt so guilty about it that he was not a devout Christian before then, but then he turned to God and Christianity after that to try to save his soul. He's an elder in the church, yada, yada, yada. But turns out he prescribed to this, um, oh, fuck, what do they call it? Um, something about, it was some Bible verse from, you know, I am, I am the bow and my children are the arrows. It was quiver, quiverful. That was what, quiverful. So basically from the Bible it was saying like, hey, keep my quiverful. You know, I need to have all these kids. That was like, you know, procre- uh, procreation, pro-procreation, the Bible, that kind of stuff. But it turned into this fucking nutwing movement where I was like, oh, yeah, quiverful. So basically he was just trying to, get as much of his fucking DNA out there as possible, like Genghis Khan style, uh, which I know Genghis Khan had a different agenda, but still same kind of thought fucking process. And yeah, this man, they took him to trial. However, they only took him to trial because he perjured himself. He said originally he didn't do it. And then he actually did. So he was on trial for perjury and the judge let him off because he had such a great record in the community elder with the church, mm. yada, 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 and all this bullshit. But they were so mad because they could not, all these people and all these mothers wanted to charge him with rape, obviously. And they're like, yeah, uh, except that doesn't qualify as rape. So there's no charges that can be brought. There's no sexual abuse. There's nothing we can do. So uh, this dude is just walking the street or waddling the street at this point with a cane, 
And uh, yeah, he's got it probably at least a hundred, who knows how many fucking kids out there just because he liked to get off in his office and then pour his uh, baby making juice into uh, random fucking ladies. That's interesting because to the, to the way the law is written, I don't know, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't watched it yet, but how do you charge rape the way the, the way the law is written under that? I don't, the I mean, guy did. I don't want to. He should be in jail. Yeah, I don't want to misquote this guy because this guy was like, you know, way up lawyer, whatever. He he did take him to trial for what he could. Um, right. But I, and I don't want to misquote it. Everybody should just watch. It. It's called Our Father, and you should watch that shit on Netflix because it is gross as fuck. This guy should absolutely be buried under the fucking prison, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. It's just fucking insane that there is no law against. And she even like this chick. was like, she's talking to the Lord. She's like, so if I spit in your fucking face right now, would that be assault? He's like, yeah. She's like, but this man mm-hmm. can inject his sperm into my mother unknowingly and unwillingly. And that's not assault. He's like, nah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's true, too. <laughs> that's that's a good point um but i i mean i would assume that the other lawyer was like yeah but that's what he was there to do was to basically spit in your face except shoot it into your vagina that there's there's, the the legal system just hasn't it's one of those things it's like so outlandish and so fucking ridiculous yeah the legal system hasn't even caught up to that like (laughs) nobody would think that anybody would do that this is why you need, this is why, and vigilantism is not something I think should be like heavily in like allowed, but sometimes every once in a while, you just kind of turn the other way. And if one of these hundred um, family members decided that it was time for the old man to take a dirt nap, then <laughs> yeah, just... You just kind of like, all right, that one worked itself out. We can't, there's nothing, there's no laws in the books yet for this guy that made up something that we couldn't even fathom. So he just kind of went away. Sad. You know, it's funny. I'm pulled, I pulled up the pictures of him uh, while you were talking. And it's, I can, after seeing what he looks like, there's no doubt why he wanted to spread his DNA and, and make, a hundred babies of him because wow oh, yeah. fat bald and ugly we need more of that in america fat bald and ugly not sign only, us up not only that like these you know these kids are not kids anymore they're grown obviously adult they're our age uh you know a lot of them are pissed because this dude had autoimmune disease had fucking you know oh, other shit, shit wrong with them so like they all have medical problems and they said that, and the guy's partner was on there. He's like, it's basically like, I think, I think, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to quote, so everybody please watch the documentary and correct me if I'm being wrong. But I think he said that basically like only like 10% of any people that donate sperm actually pass the shit once they test you. Like they only let in, like you can't have nothing wrong with you and get your sperm donated to another person, which makes fucking sense. Why would you? And this dude You're had fucking. Me they wouldn't. They wouldn't they're not going to take my aid sperm. They're going to. They're going to throw my shit out. I, I hmm. hate to inform you, but um, That's you know, fucking the, bullshit. The kids you got are probably the only ones you're ever going to have. So, guess I'm going to become a gyno. We're going to fix this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to get my uh, my my offspring shot up somehow. So here's I mean, the he scary part, though. Uh, not only like you think okay this is one fucking what i don't want to minimize it but yeah one quack doctor in indiana blah 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 because of all of this shit and it was all you know publicized and on the news and on the shit of course we don't hear everything but because of that other people that were in the same situation they started doing digging they found four more of these motherfuckers throughout the country that had done the same shit so who knows how many of these fucking quacks are out there just blowing loads in ladies that they have no fucking idea they're like oh my husband has brown hair and i've got brown hair of this kid and he you know they're fucking blonde hair and blue eyed i don't know how that fucking happened i i, I don't know it's 
And these fucking poor dads, like they're just sitting there and the dads barely said C words. They're just sitting there like, yeah, I've raised this kid and now they're not mine. I was told they were mine. Now, not all, obviously some of them knew they weren't theirs or whatever, but they thought it was a random person. But a lot of these guys, they thought it was their fucking kid the whole time. And now it's not. So fucking unbelievable. Have you heard, do you remember the, um, the story about the dentist that was doing this? Do you remember that story? Did you ever did you ever hear say have that come across your radar? Was he coming in people's I, I, cavities or what was he doing? Mouth. In their mouth. To yeah. fill the cavities was, though, or was he I don't I don't think it was like <laughs> filling anything. It was clearly just a, a sexual fetish. But his name was Dr. John Hall, and he was jailed. <sighs> I've just pulled it up. He was he was jailed in 2005 for injecting semen into patients' mouths. He is already out of jail and uh, is about to open a clinic in Belize. So, you know. So, ladies, yeah. uh, if you want some dentistry work, mm-hmm. Belize is your spot. Like, what the fuck? Like, it, I, I remember this. I, I could pull it up and read more about it to find it. But I remember the story when it came across and it was. It was some sort of, you know, like when the dentist, they shoot, you know, these things and they, they let you like swish it around. It's kind of like one of the last things you do when you go to the dentist, you swish it around. It's like, like a fluoride, some sort of yeah. fluoride thing. He was basically making some sort of concoction of that with his semen and um, using it on Oh, they chicks. spit it well, out? They didn't even swallow it? You don't swallow anything. You go to, the, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was telling him to swallow. Maybe it was a new, uh, it was a new practice. No, but uh, uh, here's the deal. And here's the deal. It's like women know you might get it. You might get away with that with men because we don't know what the taste of semen is in our mouth. But you're gonna get busted with women. They know what it fucking tastes like in their mouth. They just do. So well, how's I mean, that ever going to The good work? ones do. Well, I mean, yeah. You don't get no <laughs> second dates with me if you don't. <laughs> 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 but, hey, ladies, he will not <laughs> pretend it's fluoride. He definitely won't you let you spit no. in. <laughs> no. Nah, you can do what you want with it as long as it, as long as it all gets to <laughs> Can we talk about something else? This is getting too much. <laughs> oh, wait. The, I'm sorry. He did make him swallow it. The, one of the yeah, next stories. I mean, where else Patient, would the pleasure like, come from? Of course he did. Oh, my God. How did he convince these stupid hoes to fucking swallow that shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a new fluoride. And you're you're going to swish it around. Uh, it's for your gums and your teeth. Uh, don't spit it out though. It needs to go down into your uh, into your throat. It cleans out your, your esophagus and get... your small intestine yeah. as well. So you want you want the full effect of this. So I need you to go ahead and swallow it. Oh, there will be no Christ. rinse out. There will be no sink. <laughs> and you will swallow every drop. <laughs> I wonder how long he got away with this. I, I don't remember the details. I wonder how many fucking women he got away with. How many vials of semen did he have just stored up? You know what's fucked up oh, about man. that, though, is not that it's fucked up that he went to. He should definitely go to prison. And we only laugh because this shit is so fucking horrendous. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, but we, he went to prison for putting it in women's mouth and making swallow, which he should have. This man made babies, mm-hmm. literal babies. Yeah, his is worse. His is worse. This is definitely fucking worse. And he's walking the fucking streets of Indiana. So if anybody, which we do have listeners in Indiana, if you know this fucking guy, I'm not telling you to do anything to him. But, you know, if you see him on the street, maybe just say, hey, there's the old fucking rapist guy from fucking Netflix. I don't know. That's not against the fucking law. He's on, I mean, he's, on, man, he's on Netflix admitting that he did it. He, ad, he literally, in the fucking documentary, admits that he fucking did it, not only on the phone, not only back channel recordings, he did it in a court of fucking law in front of a judge. I don't, 
I don't think he's going to be in Indiana anymore. I, I think he's going to maybe join. He's probably going to go to Belize with this other dude and uh, open up a, a dual practice of that's a hell of a dental, clinic. Yeah, dental and gyno combination. You one spits or one swallows, <laughs> one's injects, and it's we're, we're making babies and and uh, healthy teeth and gums. There's all in fucking one stop, but. blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids running all around Belize, and nobody can figure out what the fuck is going on down there. With Holy really white teeth. With <laughs> really white teeth. <laughs> Listen, oh old, old men fall. Old people fall. It's unfortunate. They hit their heads and they die sometimes. So sometimes, I mean, maybe if the, you're, if you, look, maybe next time you see him wandering out of Piggly Wiggly, uh, maybe kind of kick that basket. I don't know. Shit happens. Yeah. Shit does happen. Like, hey, man, I was trying to give him a high five and he fell over and cracked his head open. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it's tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> He will be, he will be missed, and his hundred children will all come to his funeral. Yeah, to uh, probably piss on his grave. More than likely. A lot yeah, of women too. That's, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, hiking the old dress and uh, letting him have it. This is a, there's some sick people in this world, man. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I don't. How about that? How about that? Uh, speaking of sick people, how about that homeboy that shot up people in Buffalo? That's 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 been in the news this week, obviously. Jesus Christ, this fucking kid! What they said? It, he read a hundred and eighty page manifesto, some shit like that. I don't think. I don't see. Here's. I think what they. I think these manifestos come from when the police are talking to him after. No, this. This I was shit wondering. was written out. Like, he wrote it before he went to do the shit. Like, like fucking Charles Whitman style. Like, Charles Whitman didn't write a manifesto, but he did He did leave a fucking note that was chronicling everything he'd been feeling. He, he actually, Charles Whitman had a fucking, which kids, if you don't know who Charles Whitman is, he's the fucking guy that went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and shot a bunch of people from the fucking uh, clock tower at the University of Texas back in the 70s. And he actually kept a journal, uh, which he was ex-Marine uh, uh, sniper. So he's obviously a really good fucking mm -hmm. shot. So he took out some people, and uh, he kept a whole journal full of shit. And as they went through and read the journal, his shit kept, shit, ugh, shit kept getting darker and darker. And, in fact, like his last uh, note was basically just saying that, hey, uh, I'm going to kill my wife. I don't know why but i have to i love her very much and it makes me sad that i have to kill her but i have right. to kill her and then i'm gonna go and kill as many people as possible um and then hopefully uh i die but i do his last request was literally for them to take his brain science take his brain and examine he's like something is wrong with me i don't know what it is i can't figure it out i've been to therapy i've tried all the things I just got to go kill my wife and my kid and fucking kill all these other people. And hopefully somebody can figure it out after I'm dead. And they actually did fulfill his request. And they found a giant fucking tumor pressing against his frontal lobe. And that tumor, like if you read anything about psychology or, you know, anything about uh, neuroscience, anything that fucks with your frontal lobe will fuck with your, um, what do they call the uh, decision making? Yeah, your decision making, your inhibitors. Like when we get drunk, mm -hmm. that's the first thing to go. That's why you know when you're little, your frontal lobe's not developed. You make a lot of bad decisions, or you just make immature yeah. decisions. So that shit had pressed against his fucking frontal lobe to the point that he just couldn't inhibit the thought that he wanted to kill his wife and I believe a son and a bunch of other people and himself. So. You know, if he'd have been treated for that, none of that shit ever happens. But, you know, maybe they find with this, which, you know, it would be a while for this. I think this kid's, what, 18? Yeah, he's, and he, but he had, he had a long history of mental illness, and the red flags were everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, had, 
it's a fine line because you know a lot of people are saying hey uh you know this guy should have been this guy should have been off the street and putting in put into a a place and you know it's that's that's a it's tricky when you get to that because obviously with what he did then yeah you can retrospectively say yeah he should have been taken off the street and put into a place but there are thousands and thousands of people who have mental illnesses say weird shit and and this and that and you're going to give the power of the government to run or just go around rounding people up who say something you know off kiltered on social media or or whatever i mean it's 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 a thing that we're trying to like balance here and figure out the right way to do it um and i don't know all the details yet i don't know how he had access how did he get the access to the to the weapons have you he heard bought, yet? he bought them he bought them yeah so okay so then so then that's something that can and you know nobody's more to a proponent than me um However, with, you know, the right to bear arms comes responsibility. And if you are, you've been flagged for mental illness, um, you know, there's been threats that you've made. I, I don't know. It's, it's even then it's a hard line because it is your constitutional right to bear arms. Um, but there's got to be a median there that we can come to that, you know, makes it a little bit more difficult for people who have shown mental um just just mm, just unhealthy mental states to maybe keep the guns out of their hands and red flag them make them go through some sort of therapy training whatever the case may be but um yeah it's it's unfortunate it's there's unhealthy people everywhere and when they get a when they get guns in their hands it's it's not good it's not good I mean, I think that's all fair, but to me, I'm always going to come back to the parents to, you know, where are you at? Where are you at in this fucking, this little fucko's life that he can write a fucking 180 page manifesto, show all these illnesses and all these signs of illness that you're not involved in his shit. Like, I mean, dude, you got fucking kids. How many times you fucking turned up, subbed down their fucking room, went through their fucking phones whatever it doesn't matter you're their fucking dad like that's your right as a parent to be up their ass in every aspect of their life to make sure they're not going to turn out to be one of these fuckheads that goes and does something some horrific shit like this like that is the parents right and it's their fucking responsibility to do that you know we right. fucking bitch want no, to complain no. about these schools you know teaching these kids this and teaching these kids that which i agree with but at the same time Half these parents don't give a fuck. They're not involved in these fucking kids' life. They don't fucking care what's going on in their school. The only reason why most of them even know about the shit now is because they couldn't go to school for a fucking year, and they actually had to fucking deal with them. Like, oh, shit, I have to deal with you now? Like, and all of a sudden, they're at the house like, what the fuck are you learning again? And that's why it all fucking came out, because they weren't involved enough to even fucking understand that this fucking critical race theory and all this bullshit was growing in the fucking school system because they're not involved. They're not involved in their kid's life. They give their kid one of these or a fucking iPad or some other bullshit that fucking raises them. And then all of a sudden they're surprised. They're shocked when these fucking kids have these either radical thoughts or misguided thoughts, or if they've been raised by social media to think or say a certain fucking thing. Like where the fuck were you? Where the fuck were you? So yeah, like the way I feel is the parents, obviously know their children more than anybody and if, and this you know it's going to come down to the parents having to be more proactive in this situation to say hey my son is a little got some mental issues and um you know i know it's hard for parents they think their little their little johnny their little tommy is perfect um but you, you just you're gonna have to be more proactive and and send these kids away and get them the help they need and maybe it works maybe it doesn't maybe they just never get better and they're just there's people that are just they have to they have to be in mental facilities for for the betterment of society and that's unfortunate but it, but it's just better than having the freedom to run around and, and just shoot people because you know we are a country that you know we have certain freedoms and some of those freedoms are that you get to bear arms uh, and this isn't going to be a, a two-way 
argument or debate, but that's never going away. So we got to figure out, we got to figure out how to manage the situation around mental health and make it better for everybody. Um, so yeah, it's a, but I will say that, you know, never let a, never let a tragedy go to waste. And, uh, it's funny how, how anytime there's a white shooter that, that gets, that gets a little sideways, it becomes frontline news. The president runs straight to that town to do, to do interviews and to talk about it. So, I mean, all, we've had several shootings of, um, black people recently and it, uh, you know, one of them was a car a runaway car that just ran through a bunch of parade of kids. We had one the very next it's, fucking day in California yeah. at a church. And guess what? You know, I knew, you know, I knew it wasn't a fucking white guy that did it. Cause I couldn't find shit about Twitter about on it. it. <laughs> couldn't find shit about Twitter on it. I had to look it up. It's amazing. It, was, it was a fucking Asian person that shot up a fucking Asian church. And I don't know. There's no story. There's no motivation. There's nothing. There's nothing. I, but I knew it wasn't white because every, every fucking white woman who's a blue check mark wasn't tweeting about it that's that's how i knew it wasn't a fucking white guy i immediately knew it wasn't because of that and that's fucking sad but that yeah. is fucking true it's fucking 100 true like we're never going to and that's the whole point like the, the division is the point like if we ever get united as a country despite the color or creed then we then everybody will, will realize we don't need these fucking assholes in government but they divide on for, on for you know for a reason they want the fear they want the control and the only way they can have you scared and controlled is if they think that if you think that they're the only ones that can protect you and it's just not true and and so they play up everything that's uh the evil white man and they bury all the all the other things when truly it's a problem that spans all races like i mean this this is a problem that we have you know and, and and the fact that it's being live streamed now is oh i mean that's what 30 years ago remember that remember that those movies faces of death is that what they were called those those yeah. movies you would get yeah dude i mean you'd see like one dude get like shot and you'd be like oh my god i can't believe they're showing this on a fucking movie this is crazy now it's fucking, I mean, death is so just, I don't know. It's, help me out here. It's just so, it's become not real. It's it's so, it, it it's not a human function to these people anymore. Like death used to be awful. And like, when you see death of any, any color, any faction, like that, that's a horrible thing to see. And now, fuck it, we're live streaming mass shootings. And it's going viral, and I don't yeah. know what the I don't know what the cure of that is. I mean, it's live, so it's gonna get. There's no way to stop it. I'm, I imagine. I mean, how do you stop something that happens in thirty seconds that's out on a live stream? I don't know. I mean, you I don't can't. Know how you do. But I I would just hearken everybody back to. Um, it's actually a book I read. It's a great book. It's called Extreme Ownership, and it was written by. Fuck, I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Leaf somebody and not Leaf Erickson. Uh, not that guy. Leaf Erickson. Leaf Erickson. Yes, old the book. Viking. It's an old book. Very old book. Very old book. No, uh, <laughs> Leaf somebody. I don't I don't I don't want to disparage these two guys' names or two Marines. Uh, two American heroes. And basically they, you know, wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And what they do now, they were actually um, uh, commanders over in Afghanistan. One of them was commander over um, uh, who was the guy, an American sniper. Uh, Mar um, Martrell, or no, uh, oh my nope. God. Kyle. I'm, Kyle uh, something Kyle, right? You know what? I've been on my deathbed for two days and you're asking me, Jocko, Jocko Willinick. Jocko, well, that's one of the authors. Yes. Anyway, they yes. were over. Who, uh, the guy in American Sniper it was uh, something Kyle. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. The, um, mm -hmm. I, I, my brain's not working, so don't I, ask me these I'm, hard I'm questions. terrible with names, and I apologize for anybody. I'm not disrespecting any of these veterans. I promise you, I'm just, I'm very bad. I'm very, very bad with names. So, um, anyway, they wrote this book, and they, 
basically they go around now and talk Chris to Kyle. Kyle. Chris Kyle. Sorry, Chris Kyle. See, I, halfway. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. they go around and talk to corporations about extreme ownership and they use all these things in the book about certain situations where they were in battle, combat, or planning combat or whatever, and where things went wrong or things could have went wrong if they didn't have the culture of extreme ownership, which means extreme ownership basically in a nutshell is like pretty much everything is your fault, right, until it's not. Like until you've done every single thing that you could do to prevent or circumvent a situation, it is your fault. That is what extreme ownership means. And that is what they practiced. And, uh, you know, that's what they go around and preach to these, you know, corporations. You read the book, there's a lot of good situations where exactly the same situation corporations comes in like, well, profits are down, sales are down. Okay, what's the problem? Well, the problem is these people over here are doing this and we can't get them to do this. Okay, but what are you doing? I mean, we've told them. You told them what? You told them what? How'd you tell them? When'd you tell them? How important did you make it? You know, how'd you present it? Like all, and then the, every, every story is the same. Every executive is like, oh, me? What? I, I brought you to help me fix them. Why are you talking to me? It's the same shit every fucking time. So back to my thing with the parents, like if we're really going to fix every race, right, in this country and every situation, it's got to come back to the people that fucking raise the people that are doing this horrendous mm-hmm. fucking shit. So if you got a fucking sure. kid out there that's, you know, shooting up a goddamn church or shooting up people at a fucking grocery store or running their goddamn car through a fucking parade, guess where it started? It started with you, the parent. It is your fucking fault. 1,000% is your fucking fault first. Now, well, am I going to say that every parent that, you know, tried their very best to raise their kid and was involved in their kid's life and shit and they didn't just go wrong anyway they didn't become a drug addict alcoholic psycho no some people are just fucking not meant to be here they're just not meant to be here that's the bottom line to it but until you've done all that you can it has to come back on you as the fucking parents period that is extreme ownership if more people would just adhere to that that would solve i don't know what the percentage is a large fucking percentage of our problems if everybody would just do that but we, you know, we're not that society anymore. We, we fucking deflect lazy. and deflect and deflect. And lazy. We're lazy with our, um, where we'd much rather hand our little two and three year old a, an iPad. Yeah. Fucking you, let you, Disney you, raise them. You know, yeah. So, like, um, speaking of Jocko, there was a, there's a children's book that Jocko wrote. And, you know, I've, I'm a big proponent of, you know, one of the fathers. I don't know why when you said in, that major pain just popped in my head. Let me teach a little second, take, take your mind off that pain. <laughs> yeah, give me your <laughs> finger. <laughs> Let me see your finger. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit. You just derailed my story. I'm I sorry, I can't help I it. Can't... Anyways. Yes. I said, Bubba, uh, mil- unless you learn to flip up and down and walk, walk on your hands, you ain't going to make it. Them bloody stuff is just a kicking. <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> but just like the movie, it, that that fatherly just um, strength, that's that's needed for you know, like young children need they need two parents for two specific reasons. The mother is the nurturer to, to comfort them. When, when things go wrong and they need the father for the, what you were just talking about, the responsibility, the, the take responsibility for your actions and the, the hard, just the hardness, the truth of the situation. And Jocko actually wrote a children's book. Um, and I'm a big proponent that when you have small kids, you read to them at night. You don't just hand them a fucking iPad or sit them in front of, of a fucking TV. Like the last thing they do before bed is you read to them. And, um, and so I don't know if all these are connected, but I feel like I feel like kids that that don't grow up on social media, don't grow up in front of technology exclusively are far less likely to end up, you know, being a mass murdering sh- uh, shooter. So, um, I know, mean, it's, it's, in this day and age, yeah, but I mean, you look at all the 
fucking psychopaths that we had before any of that was ever invented, you know, fucking Charles Manson and fucking Timothy McVeigh. And I can go on and on down the Dahmer and all those people, but all those people have something in common. They were fucking either sexual abused as children mm-hmm. or they were neglected as children. Their parents yeah. did not it's still play the, a it's big still part. The parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the fucking parents. Still the fucking parent. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we, we touched on Will Smith a little bit last time and we were talking about how fucking crazy Jada is. And I saw a fucking interview with her where she was talking about her fucking, she was like, you need to learn how to plead. And she was like in this group of young women, she's like, you need to learn how to please yourself. Please yourself. Don't worry about a man. My grandma taught me that at early. She told me that at nine years old. I'm like, excuse me? So your grandmother taught you to jack off nine years old? So in other words, your grandmother fucking mentally, sexually molested you? Is that why you're such a fucking psychopath? Fucking probably. That's probably it. Is that I mean, why you have a a son that um, dresses as a female and who knows what conversion therapy he's done or has not done? But uh, yeah, it's a fucked up situation and fucked up situations, they they grow from fucked up situations. It's, and it's, you know, the, the role of the father, though, the role of the father, like, like that's why I blame Jada's fucking crazy. And obviously that story about how she grew up who knows where that the genesis of all that is sounds like it started way way back um but it doesn't matter because as the father and the head of the family will smith has allowed all of this to happen at any time he could have put his foot down at any time he could have said uh bitch you're crazy like none of this shit just popped on him after they had kids and after they got married this this is i guarantee you he saw all this crazy shit uh the whole time they were dating and for whatever reason, he he ignored it, buried it, let it slide, and now it's slipping out. Of, it's slid out of control, and he has a he had a beautiful little boy who was who was in a movie as as a young boy. Just a just just it's so sad, man. And I know that everybody they they all they all play this little oh he's so be or she's so beautiful game. Uh, it's, it's, it's not going to end well for, for little, for little Willie, whatever his name is. I don't know what he goes by now, but it's, it's not, it's not going to go get well. rid of his little Willie. I think that's the whole point of that. Um, well, which that's, you know, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's not, that's only, that's only going to exacerbate his, his problems as he gets older and, um, has a, has a, and that, that's why, that's why the suicide rates for trans people after surgery they don't in the long run they don't go down and people will people will try to pull like the first year or two after a trans surgery and be like, look at this look at the look at the suicide rate it's it of course when you have a surgery that you've been you know in your mind thinking you've needed for years immediate you're not gonna like there's not gonna be but when you take the long play to this the pre the pre trans people and the or the pre um surgery trans people and the post surgery trans people the suicide rates on a long spectrum are exactly the same and why is that all their problems were fixed right all their issues were fixed they were surgically made in, into quote unquote what they thought they were why do the suicide rates stay the same it's because you can never when you deny what you are you're never you, what's wrong with you is in your brain and you can't fix about mutilating your body it's and that's man, i don't want to get off on tangent on that we we'll have more of that coming up next week with our with our guests but yeah it's um uh, take it away All I, right. I don't want to go too much into that well let's uh let's quickly quickly hit on our dallas mavericks going to the western conference final for the first time since 2011 our boy yeah. Luca, fucking superhero, leading them there. Uh, some stats that came out there—they're all ridiculous, and I'm not going to recite them all. But off the top of my head, <laughs> he had more points uh, than any player in the series. He had more assists than any player in the series. <laughs> he had more rebounds than any player in the series, and he had more steals right. than the second place finisher, defensive player of the year who played for the Suns, had in the series. In other words, he was an all-around fucking badass. And, uh, you know, the role players really came to play uh, the last couple games. Uh, game seven, fucking Dinwiddie 
finally fucking showed up. That dude could not fucking miss in the first half. And then Brunson took over in the second half. And Luca kind of sat back and watched and laughed. My favorite photo was the uh, Luca looking up at uh, Devin Booker, like a little kid. Like, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. At the foul line when they were down by 30. (laughs) And our buddy, we texted that back and forth. And our buddy, uh, Dom, it's like, that's exactly how my kids look at their sister. They know they're pissing them the fuck off. And that and that look on Booker's face is exactly the uh, pissed off look that I'm sure that uh, that she had. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to hear your shit right now. Um, but is it really gonna? Well, Golden State's gonna be tough. Like they're 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 an amazing team, and they're a, they're a veteran, been through the wars type team. Um, but Miami's winning right now, big over Boston. In game Boston's one of that two starters for just this game. Well, we'll see. Har- Horford was out with some sort of medical condition, and um, I don't fuck who the other guy. They're the best defend the wing defender. What the fuck is his name? I told oh, you, yeah. I'm terrible with names. Who? Marcus. Yeah, uh, yeah, Smart. that guy. He's out with a, sp- yeah. a sprain in his midfoot, which if that's going to keep you out for a game, the conference finals. Mm. That don't sound good. So. It could be Why do we always play Miami? Why do we always play Miami? How is that even possible? I don't know, but I'll take uh, I'll take round three, and we'll take the we'll take the two one over that shit. Um, I don't, I've got so last time on the podcast I told you I hit two bets on the Mavs game. My best bet is Mavs. I think I got them at plus one ninety. I think they're down to plus one eighty now, but I got them winning game one straight up on the money line, and I got an exact on the series at four one. I don't think this series is going to be. I think it'll be very competitive, not like the last one. Every game was a blowout, even though it went to game seven. It wasn't really a competitive series. It was four blowouts versus three fucking blowouts. It was not competitive at all. I think this is very competitive, but I think the Mavs do not have the matchup problem in this series they did against the Suns. They will not get out-rebounded. They'll not get fucking out-dominated in the paint and all those easy fucking points. And uh, the Mavs can shoot it just as good as the Warriors. And Steph and Luka very both very fucking special. That's a wash. You both have special players. You know, we'll see, but that's how that's I think the series is going to go. I think the Mavs are going to roll on. Mm, I don't necessarily think that, but – and I, I do hold the championship pedigree. You know, you just – you usually – there's a step – there's a step program here, and Luca's taking two huge steps. Uh, maybe he can continue to take those steps, but um, – it's going to be a fun series, I think. I mean, I would say it goes it goes six or seven. But I was going to say, what are the odds that – what was the first year that Dallas played Miami the first time? It was like 2000 – It was 06? Okay, so from, from 2006 to – this is 2022. What would you say the odds would have been that all three times Dallas goes to the finals, if they go, they face Miami? I mean, I can't even imagine – the odds on that. It's that's stupid if that happens. Like that's yeah, three, you're, you're, three for three. You're you're also crossing now. If you had like let's say LeBron was there for his whole, you know, prime mm. and Dirk for his whole prime. Three different quarters. And they both were championship teams. You know, yeah. But you you've crossed this would be the if this happens, this would be the third different iteration. Cause the first one was mm-hmm. Wade, you know, as a young pup. Shaq at the end, but Wade coming in his prime. Dirk as a young pup, kind of coming in his prime. Second one was, you know, LeBron in his prime, Wade, all those guys in their prime, Dirk in his prime. And this one will be two totally different generations of fucking players. So, yeah, the, the odds of, of that long of a span are insane. Now, if you told me in, the, in five years, you know, with that, you know, kind of like a Celtics-Lakers type thing, sure, we've seen that before many times, but – yeah, like this, that's insane. Yeah, that's like, what is that, 17 years? 17-year span. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, all right, last thing, I think, and then we'll get out of here, but uh, we do have a very special episode coming up, I think, next week, I believe. Uh, Longhorn, you got that set up for us. We're going to have our first interview. I don't want to over-province and under-deliver, so if we don't show up with a third person on the screen – don't hate us, but we are working on it, uh, or my buddy's working on it. 
And uh, it's going to be a special guest because that person uh, is a hermaphrodite. Have I got that right? Intersex is intersex, an intersexual person. I've seen doors. I've seen doors like on bathhouses that say that enter and I I went in and it's a, it's a fucking dicey yeah. bag when you go in there, but I don't know about the intersex. I love, I love to intersex as much as I can, but like <laughs> this, this it's, it's enter with a I intersex. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I, like I told you, one of the one of the best things I think we're going to do on this show is the interviews and the openness and and the um, challenging but respectful questions for the most part. I mean, obviously we're interviewing someone we do not know, um, um, but it should be, you know, I've got a whole I've done all the prep. I've I've read I read his story, and I'm only going to say his because I don't I, we haven't talked to him yet, and we don't know what his preferred pronouns are and i'll deal with that as as that bridge comes i'll cross it and figure out <laughs> how i'm going to handle that um but like reading his story it's um i don't know it's probably best we get into it next week and just kind of hit everybody with that but stay you don't miss next next week um if it happens because it was gonna it's gonna be must see tv you gotta be here for that it's going to be his story is amazing, and um, the the questions and the and the the path that I'm going to take this interview, I think, is going to be eye opening and challenging. And we're all hopefully we're all going to learn something. We all can take away something from it. You know, that's kind of the beauty of communication. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. He he has his views. We have our views. We respect each other. Maybe maybe we both learn something and we and we say, hey, thanks for coming on and and, and you move on. And, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Not like, fuck you, get out of here. I can't stand you people. Like that's, and it's, that's you get nowhere like that. So we're bringing we're going to bring people on like this so that we can all learn. We can all grow. And we can all be better. Yeah. Don't miss next week either way. Like, don't miss any week either way, because why yeah. would you? Why would you? Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully we got this guest coming on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Man, I, I'm interested as hell because I don't, you know, uh, Longhorn's been corresponding uh, with this person and, you know, know how much they've corresponded, but they've agreed to come on. And you know what? That's uh, that's admiral as hell already. So I'm intrigued. I'm ready mm -hmm. to uh, take this in as much as you guys are. I don't know how many questions I'll have. I'm just going to enjoy the conversation. I'll interject when I, you know, if I – hear something or if I, I i think i have a valid question or whatever but i'm, I'm really just interested to learn uh what this person and are you sure it's not jamie lee curtis i'm gonna ask one more time <laughs> man efforting to get jamie lee and her giant tits back on the show or not uh, back on but on the show period on the show period yeah if we'd had her on before you would know about it i promise you that um but yeah man uh yeah. well i believe that's been episode two uh it's been a lot of fun and uh, we've talked about episode two array of different shits. Uh, I don't know what we're going to title this one, but uh, we'll figure it out. I don't yeah, know. We, we didn't really have any kind of like a uh, natural tagline that came out of this one, did we? Not really. No. Um, let's try to, let's know, try to man, make the true. title something that doesn't get us blocked on any social media. Oh. I'm actually posting that. That would be a step up from episode one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm true social is um let's just say and if if you're not following us on true social, you need to do it. Um follow us on Rumble, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, YouTube. Just, we're we're on all of them. YouTube, all all the good stuff. But I will say that for a quote unquote free speech platform. They will not let me post last week's episode that said from trannies to God um, because of the word tranny. So, mm. you know, it's um, you, you're suspect, Truth. You're suspect. And um, just because you're ran by Donald Trump does not mean I, <laughs> I will not still cuss your ass and, and hold you to any different standard than I hold any of the other douchebag social media. So get it to fucking 
together and let us say, and matter of fact, that's one of the questions next week is, is tranny an offensive word? And if it is, why? So, you know, more of that to come next week. Don't make more, that the tagline. Is tranny offensive? <laughs> more of that to come next week. This has been episode two of the Bastards of Babylon podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, YouTube, Rumble, the Revolution Network on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, wherever you can find us, uh, Spotify. We are fucking everywhere, baby. Yeah.